if you can find a brand outside of the industry that you are you're in, and if you can try to like quote unquote replicate their business model and what they're doing, then one you're giving like your potential customer something that's recognizable that that's so not out there that are like I don't understand what this is. You're just taking from another industry and you're bringing it to you, and, uh, and then you're just kind of making making it your own. This is Finding Your Venture, episode number five. Pick your business model with intention. I'm gonna start with a very quick story of my own. I was an MBA student at Babson College, very passionate about renewable energy and wanted to start a business. I had a 100-page business plan to become a geothermal heating and cooling installer. So we went into our final semester and we had a class called Marketing for Entrepreneurs with Bob Caspi, who you heard from in another episode. Bob listened to our pitch and he said, look, You're clearly very passionate about this. You have a great start here. You've done a lot of great research, but before you go any further, I'm gonna make you stop and brainstorm 12 other business models that you could employ to solve this same problem for these same customers. And we just thought, there's no way there's 12 different business models for this. We already kind of came up with how to solve this problem. And he said, just go away, come back tomorrow with 12. So we did, and it it was really hard. Some of them were really out there. So we came back the next day, and Bob said, this is a great start. So what we're gonna do now is test all these different business models. You're gonna go out and talk to customers and pitch the concepts and see what kind of feedback you get. And it turned out that the 12th business model idea that we had, which was an education and training business, turned out to be the best place to start. And that that was the company that we went with. As a startup, getting into the market with a product that people want to buy is the hardest thing to do, and you can always evolve the business over time. Problems have more than one solution, and so it's okay to take a stepwise approach into a market as a new business. In this episode, we're going to hear from Hein Lam with Huck Finch. Huck Finch is a digital branding agency here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There are lots and lots of digital branding agencies out there, and you're going to hear a little bit about how Huck Finch differentiates itself. And you're also gonna hear about ways that Hein hopes to evolve the business over time. You see, they were very intentional about starting a business that was easy to start, even though they have a big vision for how the business might evolve. So in this first segment, we're gonna hear who Hein's customers are and the problem that Huck Finch solves. So our target audience is what we call purpose-driven brand. And their core problem at the end of the day is that they want to be profitable, but they don't want to sell the soul of the company in order to be profitable. For them, it's not about making as much money as possible as as they can. They want to make some sort of impact either within their local community or in the world or just even with their employees. You know, you're giving them a, a great workplace environment. And they want to be able to, like, solve this problem. It's like, how can... I profit while maintaining the purpose of this company and without selling its soul. Every company started with a purpose, but it could get lost in the sea of things as you figure out your business model, your pricing, who your target customers are, whatever it may be, like this thing, the seed that started this all can just get lost and put behind, like, you know, fall onto the wayside. And as you add people to the company too, like they, they may not understand the core purpose of this company what you're trying to do in terms of a vision for the company uh, because it's not talked about or it's not there's no visual cues or recognition for doing a good job towards fulfilling this purpose. And what research has shown is that customers resonate with the brands that are out there doing more than just trying to make a buck. There's a, there's, there's a cause, there's a purpose behind the existence of this business and people want to be a part of this of movement. 
Okay, so there's the opportunity. Companies that want to be purpose-driven brands and communicate more clearly to their own employees and to their customers who they are and what they believe, Hein sees an opportunity to help them. So the business models that they considered were starting a podcast, writing a book, starting a digital branding agency, and becoming a software company to help them do that with software. And based on customer feedback, they decided to start as a digital branding agency. Why? It was low risk and it was low cost. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, all we had to do, really, we didn't even have to set up a website. Like, I don't think that was even necessary. We could have just gone door to door or just emailed people and just like, this is what we do. Like, do you need this? Or we can have started by creating uh, an event, right? Like event. Is anybody going to show up to this? So it's, it's the lowest barrier of, of entry for us. Like, we thought about these other things, but we're like, well, with a book, we got to get an ISBN number. Like, like what does that cost? We got to print this thing. Okay, that's out. Podcast was like, okay, that's easy enough. We can just record people, but then we got to get, get it edited. I could do it, but it's a waste of my time. So let's cut that out for now. Software, like neither one of us have a background in that. So, like, so there's a lot of learning in, uh, that's involved there for us. Ultimately, like you said, we want to evolve the business because we recognize that not everybody, not every purpose-driven company can afford us. And as much as we want to help every one of them, we can't based on what we do right now because it's two guys. So ultimately, we would like to create some sort of soft software where we take what we what we, we do and have validated through our work that's shown to be uh, valuable. Can we put it into a software form where people can either give it away for free for people to, to do or they pay like a subscription to it and they can walk themselves through creating a purpose statement to developing who their target customers are, what the messaging, the core messaging is what their core values are. So there's like, they can walk them through this process so they have it at the end. We've always had intentions of writing a book. Uh, we had a working title for it, The Art of Awesomeness. Hopefully nobody steals the title at this point that I've said that on air. So like, we, we do want to write a book. We would really love to. Whether it's around branding, I think what we want to do is take like the lessons we've learned from the podcast that we started, uh, Life on Brand, and just kind of like, pull them together and just show like how people can live a life on brand, whether it's starting a business, being creative or just what, whatever it may be uh, to kind of write a book around that. And, and hopefully it's going to be the same lessons that we try to impart in the work that we do anyway. So like having a purpose, having a, a vision, you know, treating people well and like utilizing social capital and like re recognizing the importance of it. So it's all the same kind of things. So just because Huck Finch started as a digital branding agency, which is kind of like a somewhat of a boring business model, it doesn't mean they can't do those other things in the future. And it also doesn't mean that they have to be a boring company. You can have a boring business model that's tried and true, but then differentiate your products and your services and your company culture, all of which are things that Huck Finch has done really well. So now let's hear Hein talk a little bit about how they have differentiated and done some non-traditional things with a very traditional business model. So the typical agency model of we go fill out like RFPs, we pitch to agency to um to potential partners, telling them like this is what we're going to do, this is how much it's going to cost, and we have to sit there and develop like a, a full on proposal mm -hmm. for things. And one we didn't want to do that model because neither one of us like pitching. We don't like the idea of pitching. For me personally, it feels like you put the customer in a in a bad position because like the whole idea of a pitch is like you want to like wow. The potential customers so much that they get excited about this thing that they they're gonna hire you when like I'd rather collaboratively work with you to figure out like what do you actually need like, and if I can't solve that problem for you or I'm not the right person then I'm not the right person like I don't want to do a, a dog and pony show in order to try to get you to like work with me we should want to work together because we both agree this is the right thing to do so we developed a concept called a joyride where we're going to give you a taste of what we do 
And we borrowed this from going to, we love food. So we go to restaurants or go to bars or whatever. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I wonder what this beer tastes like. And the first thing that happens is they, they give you a sample, right? Like here's, try it out. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to waste $9 on a beer if it end up, ends up tasting terrible. And so then that's basically what we try to do with our joy rides is like, let's give, let's give you a taste. Let's bring you in for an hour, show you what it's like to do this foundational workshop that we do. You know, it costs five grand, but we're going to give you an hour for free based on our discussion that we've had. We'll get, we'll, we'll go right into the part that's most critical to you to see if that's helpful. And if you love it, then you'll, we'll sign you on and you already know the price. So we don't have to pitch it now at this point. And if you don't, then you walk away with an hour of value. Now, like if you didn't know your, your target customer is, you're going to walk away with a, the initial part of a customer profile. Now you can go fire, hire another agency to like do whatever you want with this. So just thinking about like what we don't like about these other these other models, what frustrates us about it, and then how can we do that differently was kind of how we thought through our approach. Every startup has different types of risk associated with it. There's market risk, there's product risk, there's execution risk. And I just love the idea of starting with a non-risky business model, something that's well-established as a starting point. And in fact, this is a concept that Huck Finch introduces to their clients. They're also advocates for picking a business model that people know and understand and then differentiating based on that. One of the very first questions we have for them is like, what are some brands that inspire you, like brands that you love? Uh, and we, we, we handicap it by saying like, you can't pick Tesla, you can't pick Apple. <laughs> so now you're forced to pick brands outside of this. And the reason I'd like to bring, I brought this up is that what I found to be very valuable and useful is if you can find a brand outside of the industry that you are, you're in, and if you can try to like, quote unquote, like replicate their business model and what they're doing, then when you're giving like your potential customer something that's recognizable, that's so not out there that are like, I don't understand what this is. You're just taking from another industry and you're bringing it to you and then you're just kind of making, making it your own. For anybody that's interested in this topic of branding and purpose-driven brands and what the work that Huck Finch is doing, I recommend their Life on Brand podcast. And Heinz got two book recommendations for you. There's a great book that I've read. The book is called Win Without Pitching. And this really kind of like, this is really helpful because when I read it, it made me realize that I don't want to pitch. I don't like pitching because of all the things that he wrote about in here. Uh, so I thought that was a really good book to read. Another one that comes to mind is a book by a friend called, his name is Eli Altman. He owns a, he's a creative director for a, a naming agency in, in Berkeley called 100 Monkeys. And the book is called Run Business Run, Run Creative Run, one of those two. Uh, I'm sorry, Eli, I forget the name of your book. This is Brian. The book he's talking about is called Run Studio Run. But that was a really great book too, because um, he wrote it because he was trying to run his business as best as he could, but realize there's not a lot of books out there written for creatives on how to run a, a creative agency. And so uh, there's a lot of great lessons in there around like how to create a business. And he says like, there's three things you have to focus on. And number one is profitability. What, what does it take to be profitable? Because at the end of the day, like if you're not bringing in more money than you're investing, then you're going to go out of business at some point. So like really kind of starting there, like what's the profitability, then creating a model for profitability. That those are the top two things. Like if you can't figure those two out, then you really probably should stop <laughs> where you're at. Hi, and you killed it. Thank you for joining me on the podcast and sharing your story. A quick recap of where we've been so far. We have identified a great customer. We found a good problem to solve for that customer. Now we've picked a business model. In the next episode, you're going to hear from Matt McQueen. We're going to talk about 
user experience design and building a product that your customers actually want.